0: This is the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Welcome back to the podcast here for episode number 135. I'm Jackson Neal. Today's guest is hip hop artist Mike the Kid talking about his upcoming latest EP, Smoke and Listen. Before we jump into that interview, though, just want to remind everyone that this podcast is available on all of your favorite platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud, basically wherever you like podcasts, this is there. So make sure to rate and subscribe so you get the new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. So Mike has this EP, Smoke and Listen, coming out. He's already released a single, Alicia Keys, off of it. And he's just gaining some momentum right now in terms of uh, making music, the project is produced alongside Terrace Martin, a musician that I have loved his work, whether it's be production for, all, for some really big-name artists. But I'm excited to hear exactly what exactly this EP sounds like for Mike. And we talked about the overall production, what went into making this project, why this is the right time for him, and just what he has going forward. Because for him, this is just one of his first steps in his career that he hopes to make a long and successful career out of this. So with that said, let's jump right into the conversation. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, your recent single, Alicia Keys.
1: Yeah, man, um Alicia Keys, man, um for one I have so much uh admiration for her. She's such a talented artist and um what she does has always been um a tentacle to me. She's somebody I look up to as far as uh, songwriting. And um I was just listening to a beat, man. Um the way I write, man, I kinda just let uh I kinda just like the track write itself when I hear the beat it kinda just dictates what I'm gonna write. And um I remember just seeing a video of Alicia Keys at the time and I was like, Man, I wish I could play like Alicia and then the hook came playing with the keys like Alicia. And I'm like, Oh, that's that's pretty hard. Maybe I should uh maybe I should work with that. And then um the song just came to fruition and uh I like it a lot.
0: Well, the yeah, that whole that whole playing keys like Alicia, that, that that whole line, I definitely like that. Um, and it's all it's on your upcoming debut EP, right?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, smoking Listen, Yeah.
0: Why did you want to make this one of the first songs or the first song to come out that you're going to release off of that EP?
1: Uh, just so people uh, have something to to really bump. Through. It's a song that kind of just uh, it's like a hustler song, you know, to motivate and you know get you started get you going to, you know, whatever it is you do if you're on a nine to five or, or what have you, you know, just just stay on that grind and stay motivated and I feel like people like Alicia Keys that are in that position and, and held up to on the on, on the platform that they are. They do that same thing. You know, and and it's also just expressing my, my, my admiration for her as well. I have a couple of songs where I just have people names, you know, and, and you know there's a story behind it. It has a little bit of a deeper meaning. But um uh, yeah, for the most part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I wanna I wanna kinda get into that EP that um your debut EP Smoke and Listen. it has a release date of January fifteenth, I saw. Just can you tell me a little bit the, about the process that went behind making this EP?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, i be doing my regular thing, man. I've been writing since uh writing songs since I was eleven, man, and um I got really, really serious about it uh about four years ago and um within it's been a couple of years, man. I just really put in some work. I like, got right, put an EP together and then the wind-up actually getting the team and building and up with the team. Then that team um, got me to uh, Terrace Martin. And, um, you know, he was telling me, okay, you know, kind of give us a game plan. Like, you know, we got to get an EP going, you know, an introduction EP and, um, you know, it just get you on the right start because it's a, it's a grind. You got to grind for it. And I was like, ooh. Cool. So, you know, Smoke and Listen came together just because, like, Back home where I'm from, it's hard to get people to to listen to your music, man. Unless you like really bumping on the radio or something like that. So I usually have to buy some of the home music, like you know, listen. You know what I'm saying? Folks, let me you to just listen to this, man. Let me know what you think, you know. And um, that's just pretty much how it came about, man. Just this, you know. Here's the tape. Don't you smoke and listen to it. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely, yeah. Um, you mentioned that you've been taking music seriously for about four years. I had read, you know, I had read that about you. I guess what is what? What have you exactly been working on in those four years? What's that journey of those four years been like? Now leading up to this project?
1: Oh man, it's it's been it's been crazy, man. It's it's um uh like I'd always been writing music and recording like uh, at home for '11 or up, but I did it in such the worst way. I would just download some like free software and like have this computer mic tied up to the broom and then it wasn't until about four years ago where i actually got into like a real studio and i was like okay now i can actually be i could be expansive with my with my creativity and i um, just having the right people around my engineer and probably one of my good friends uh my best friends um rich you know and he helps me in that process and just the the, the journey of it is, is The goal always when I'm in the studio is to do better than the last session. And um, every track is just getting progressively better. We try different things. We try different sounds. We we try to think outside of the box. You know, boxing yourself in could be just the depth of creativity. And we always want to keep good vibes and creativity going. But, you know, it's a journey. And, you know, throughout the journey, there's always the the obstacles that's in the way. And that's been there. We've overcame them. to continue to do that. So it's just—it's the beauty. It's the beauty of the journey, man. And um, so far, I'm loving it, man. Mm-hmm.
0: I really like that—the whole, you know, make each studio session the better than the last one. That's kind of—it reminds me almost like of an, like an athlete, you know, make this this game better than the last one and can kind of keep on improving. I like that. I like that mindset going in going into making music.
1: Absolutely, man. I appreciate that.
0: So I want to get more into that decision of you deciding to to really pursue music and really go after it? Because you said you've been working on it for a while. Was there a specific moment or something that kind of maybe clicked in your head? Like, okay, this is something I really want to do. I have to get into a professional studio. I have to really start taking this seriously. Was there a specific moment like that?
1: Yeah, man, to be honest with you, I thought I should have had a deal when I was like 14. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it it just didn't work out like that, man. I was that confident in my ability. But you know, it's like I like said, it's a journey. And throughout that process, there was a lot of times I was like, fuck, man, this music shit's not going to work out for me. And there's been a couple of times where I just quit, but somehow, like, I always gravitated back to it. And um, that's kind of why I knew, like, okay, you know what, this is, maybe I'm just meant for this. Maybe this is what I need to do, because this is something I'm good at. This is something I I do, you know what I'm saying? Whether I was working two nine-to-fives, man, and coming home tired, I was always, like, just listening to music or... Listening to classic albums and, and, and just studying like I would study artists like a uh, Lil Wayne, the Carter Three, or um, a Tribe Called Quest, the Midnight Marauders, or or, or or Nas, Illmatic. Like I would always just study these artists and, mm-hmm. and look how far hip hop has come. Uh, you know, from the different flows the different sounds to to things of that nature. And I was like, you know what, man? I think I could I think I could do this. Like uh, I really think I could do this. And getting out of my hometown, leaving my hometown, and and just Realizing there's a bigger world out there than where I'm just at, you know what I'm saying, really kind of helped me capitalize on that decision and be like, all right, you know what, I'm going a, I'm to a go 100% on this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I could I could totally see that. I like that idea of you know going back and studying the al- uh, um, classic albums because obviously you know those three albums you mentioned right there you know Midnight Marauders, the Carter Three, Illmatic they all were really really good and they all were kind of really good in their own unique way and it's it's kind of cool how you can sometimes take one thing or this little thing you hear in one album and uh, apply that to your own style and you know add that into your own versatility. Absolutely,
1: man. I mean, I feel that's key, opportunity, man. I feel like you know. Hip hop is like you have to expand on the knowledge and the bricks, you know, and, and, you know, follow that formula and game plan and make it your own. Same thing with basketball, you know, Kobe kind of expanded up in my, you know, so that's how I feel it is. Mm
0: Definitely, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So I want to go into this this EP. You mentioned how you had met up with Terrace Martin. He, you know, he worked a lot on the production of this project. How exactly did you two get connected? Because Terrace Martin is, you know, a really, really talented producer. How did you two get connected and decide to make this EP together?
1: Ah, uh, man, it's, it's pretty cool, man. Um, uh, my business partner, uh, Julio, Segovia, man. He, uh, him and Terrace are, are really good friends, man, and um. Me and Julio just kinda knew each other off of just smoking together and um I gave him my uh, mixtape one time. I was like, hey, you know, I always try to ask for feedback from people, you know, that's never heard any of my music just to give me an honest opinion of like, you know, what I might need to change up or, you know, what they thought would be interesting or, you know. And um he was like, Yo, I know this I know this guy, Charles Martin And I was like, Oh really? And I was like, Okay, I had to uh I looked him up man and I was like, Oh shit, yo, like this, this is real. Yeah, <laughs> you know, tell you this guy is real. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um making up with him, man, was he was, was amazing, dog. He, he's a real humble dude, man, he's a chill dude. And um uh, man, he just gave me so much game, so much knowledge, uh, about this game and you know, he told me it's gonna be rough getting in the game, man, but once you win there, you win that and you gotta stick to it. And um he made me think outside of the box, man. And um, I really appreciate that because he was like there's uh, so many things that were like, yo, shit. Why didn't I think of that? You know? And he kind of just like opened Pandora's box, man. And like a burst of just creativity just expanded in my head, man. And um, it uh, recently, man, I've been writing tracks that have been like, I, I, I like, I can't believe like I, I even write them. I had to give myself a pat on the back and I don't do that, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I credit Terrence for like really just expanding my knowledge. As far as music goes, man, and, and really just giving me gang,
0: uh. yeah, completely. I mean, Terrace Martin is one of those guys who has worked with almost a lot of different people from a lot of different genres. Just a just a really talented multi instrumentalist. I, I guess I would ask you: Is there any specific little things maybe he helped help point out to you or help you learn? Like, what, what exactly was he teaching you?
1: Basically, man, the one thing that stuck out with me the most, man, was was do the reverse of what you would normally do, and I was like. That sounds that sounds simple, but it's complicated. So it's like I had to practice that, and then once I started mastering that, I'm like, holy shit, this music is like amazing. I didn't think I could do this. So that was like the main thing that stuck out with me, man. And then just seeing him work with the uh, with the keys and his production, and, and and like it's like once he hears something, it's like it's like magnet, and him like they, they just connect together so quick. He just knows what to do. And it was very inspirational just seeing him like with the keys and um, like, I mean, I played the piano too, but nowhere near, <laughs> nowhere near as good as this man. And, and it was like, yo, okay, I see what I got to do now. I'm not, I'm trying to be more than just a songwriter. I need to, you know, be able to make these beats. I need to be able to play these keys. I need to be able to play this instrument. I really want to learn how to play the saxophone and uh, things that had to go, uh, the guitar, especially, man. And um, man, you just, it's inspirational just being around him, man. Cause he uh he's very talented.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you can always also tell whenever you listen to a musician's work is when they have a, a better understanding of actual, like I guess, like music theory or can play an instrument or two themselves. You know, even in a genre like hip hop, where you know a lot of times it's just you know done maybe on a computer just making a beat. It's like just having that that musicality background, that ability to maybe even play an instrument or two. It really shines through, and I think helps artists make a, make really good songs and you can always kind of hear it I think and pick up on it which artists really have that, that musical talent like that
1: oh absolutely absolutely 100 mm-hmm.
0: so you mentioned a little bit earlier in the interview and I've you know I've read a little bit about you're from you're from Georgia can you just kind of tell me a little bit about like I guess the hometown you grew up in what was it like growing up in Georgia
1: ah uh, man my hometown man Warner Robins middle Georgia
0: uh it's pretty much the middle of Georgia man it's um uh...
1: Suburban area, man. It's, it's it's uh pretty much run by the uh, the Air Force base out there, the economy. Um, but it's 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 a little difficult out there sometimes, man. Opportunities are not as uh travelers say would be in Atlanta would, you know. And Atlanta's about two hours away, so it's not that bad. But man, it's it's I feel as if your hometown could be a trap sometimes, man. And if you don't, it, it'll keep you in the box, man. And um, I mean, just me getting out of my hometown just made me realize, like you know, it's uh, it's more to it. But man, if it if it wasn't for what the, the city I grew up in, man, I wouldn't be the man I am now. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a very good city. You know, it, it humbled me, man, and 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 just being brought up in that environment where everybody, because the southern city, the southern hospitality is kind of is a true thing, man. So everybody kind of looks out for everybody, and. Um, same thing out there, man. No matter if you been a stranger on the road with a flat tire, somebody's going to pull over and help you out, you know? And um, that's that's a, that's a beautiful thing about my city, man. That's what I love most about my city, man. It's just the people are so friendly out there, and it's help helping anything, you know what I'm saying, to help you out. But, you know, it has these rough areas, and, you know, that's that's the area we like to stay in because that's where we're from, you know what I'm saying? So it's a different code in that area. Mm-hmm. But um, besides that, man, it's my city, and I love it. It's so eight.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's a city where, you know, you, like you said, you, would, you wouldn't be the same person without that. And I like that point you mentioned. It's like the hometown, it's nice, but it can also kind of be almost like a trap sometimes. I think there's like that. I forget what the stat is about how the average number of Americans that end up staying in their hometown for the rest of their life, and it's a number that's a lot bigger than you would think. But earlier in the interview, you mentioned how, you know, getting out of the hometown, getting out of your hometown and kind of, you know, moving away Really kind of allowed you to expand and you know think about life and your career choice and music differently. Can you just tell me a little bit about that decision to finally say, okay, I'm gonna move out. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this this hometown and I'm gonna try something else. What was that decision making process like?
1: Uh, man, I, I shit. I needed a change, dog. It wasn't too long, uh, maybe four months uh, before I made the decision to just kind of roll. Man, uh, my mother passed, and that um, was kind of like. It was hard to take. Uh, I mean, losing parents is just hard to take. You know, my mother was my rock. You know, she's my mother and my father. So um, losing her, man, and just being in my hometown uh, at the time, it was a small city. It's, it's growing a lot more now. Um, But just it being a small city, man, it's like too many memories and too much to just kind of take in, man. And um I'd always promised my mom, like, yeah, I'm going to make it into music one day. And so uh I was like, you know what, man, fuck it. I'm going to just take this jump with $150 in my pocket and go to California and make this shit work because life is short, man. So, just getting Richard back trying for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm chasing his dream till I die. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, man, it's, that's pretty much uh, what kind of like made me make that decision, man. And, and, and just really just be 100% about this.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, condolences to you for, you know, for having to go through something like that. That's always, It's always always kind of a rough experience, but I think you kind of had the right outlook, is that, like, it makes you realize just how just how short life is and how sometimes you just got to take that jump and just make that leap and just do that thing you've always been thinking about.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you got to jump. You got to jump. You know, that's how you figure out you're
0: going to fly. Exactly. So once you finally, once you did get out to California, I guess how, what what was that like? What was it like to be finally out in California and try to, trying to establish yourself and get get to this point in your career?
1: Oh man, when I first came back, I was like, shit, that's expensive. God <laughs>
0: damn. <laughs>
1: I, was like, I was like, gas is ridiculous. I was like, I need to get a horse and carriage, man. I don't know if this is <laughs> gonna work out. <laughs> but no, it was, uh, man, it's the most beautiful state I've ever been to. And, um, it was just like there was, it's dreamers out here, you know, and that's that's something I can relate to, you know, and 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 just just it's it's it's, it's a lot of um, a lot of opportunity to just chase your dream, and a lot of people that's chasing that dream with you, that same dream, and you network, and then you meet great people, and and that's how I met my uh, my engineer, that's how I met my partners, my business partners, and man, we just it's just such a great. Coming to California was a great move for me, just just professionally and and, and mentally. You know, it, that's when I kind of opened up and like, man, there's more to the world, and you know, just the hometown I was at. So you know, now that I'm in California, man, it's like now I got to visit other states. I want to go to New York City one day. I want to go to Boston. I want to go Jersey. I want to, you know, I want to go to all these places now. And. Um, I just, I just want to explore the, explore the country now, man, but California, man, it's so beautiful out here, and, and, and I love it. <laughs> awesome. I love
0: it out here, man. Yeah, I, I'm, actually, I'm actually from the Philadelphia area, so if you're ever out in Philadelphia, New York City, there's just two awesome, awesome, great cities to visit out here in the Northeast, <laughs> although I will admit the people out here are not as nice as the people you described in Georgia. It's a little, little more tense up <laughs> here in the East Coast.
1: Oh, for sure, man. I can rock with that. I like, I like the driving, man. We gotta catch the Sixers game, man. The Sixers are doing pretty good. Oh,
0: definitely. Oh, it's so fun to go to their games nowadays. It's a, it finally energies back to that team after all those losing seasons.
1: Yeah, man. We, I, I want to see a game, man. I gotta see him play. I got especially Joel, man. That's a character right there. I gotta see him play. Oh, he's a Joel fun, dude.
0: Fun, <laughs> fun guy to watch. So, you know, you went through this, this journey, finally, you know, moving, moving out to California. Now you've been working on music for several years. You, ha- you finally got your debut EP, and that's coming out at the top of next year. I guess my last question is just, how are you feeling now with that EP set to release in about a month and a half right now from when we're talking? What's going through your head? How are you feeling?
1: Man, I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling like, you know, honestly, I'm feeling like it's about damn time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's about damn
1: time, man. Cause it's like the work that I put in since since eleven and now, I'm ten seven. You know, so it's been like sixteen years of me just working and working for this dream, man. The work I put in is finally paying off. You know, it's finally, it's finally like progressing. And uh, man, it's, 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 I'm looking forward to the release, man. And I'm looking forward to the future projects, man. I got I got other projects within the bank waiting, waiting for the right moment, man. And um, I feel like this is a great, great uh, introductory uh, to the game, man, and, you know, hopefully uh, stand the test of time.
0: Well, a big thank you to mike for coming on the podcast remember go down into the show notes there i'll have links so you can check out all of his music and also to follow him on instagram so you can keep up to date with everything he has going forward and with that that'll wrap it up for this episode of the anything goes with jackson Neal podcast thank you so much for listening remember make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on your favorite platforms to get the new episodes every single tuesday and thursday also head over to jacksonnealpodcast.com that's where i have all the archives for this podcast as well as my sports and music discussion ones also over on patreon there for just a couple dollars a month you can get access to cool bonus content from some of my interviews here on anything goes sometimes these interviews go a little longer take some left turns that i don't really expect so all that bonus content really goes over there on patreon i write record produce through everything for these podcasts myself as a full-time college student so any little bit of support really does go a long way also you can keep up to date with me at neil 20 on both Instagram and Twitter. Today's music is by Analog by Nature with their song CDK Sunday. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you all next time.